1: Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street. Horror for the casually obsessed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And this week, it is part two of Win or Die. Aye,
2: aye, aye.
1: <laughs> We're talking about games of death. And this week, we are talking about a movie called Game of Death. It's a little indie Canadian, French Canadian movie. Uh, it's in English. Don't worry about it. There's no subtitles that you have to watch, <laughs> uh, but it's directed by Sebastian Langerie and Lawrence Moray Lagasse. Now you would—I think... loved
2: your French accent there. That oh was...
1: yeah, you would. You would. You, it, it helps pronounce the name properly. You would think being Canadian, it would make it easier to read French names. It doesn't. Still stressful. Just makes
2: you shyer about it. <laughs> yeah. More shy. Shy. I'm just the just... weight
1: of a nation on my <laughs> shoulders. Reading these two names anyway. They'll
2: never feed me poutine again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right, we're, we're talking about Game of Death this week A super, super gory indie horror movie That's available on Shudder right now uh, If you haven't heard of Game of Death, we highly encourage you to check it out We completely forgot to do this last week
2: I know But
1: Kim, what are th- what are three good things about Game of Death?
2: Okay, well because we missed it last week, maybe let's let's share this one I'll do one, you do two, and then I'll do three <laughs> okay. We'll take turns here I thought, uh,
1: I thought you were saying I had to do two of them.
2: Oh, yeah, you can do two of them if you want. That's
1: fine. We all know what number one's going to be. We know Go what number it. one's
2: going to be. It's going to be the gore. Game of Death is Gore City, and the special effects are marvelous. If you come for the gore alone, you will leave satisfied. I'm telling you that. There are some really great, Uh, without spoiling it, human parts.
1: <laughs> this movie's this movie's got multiple exploding heads. Come on, let's not bury the lead here.
2: Yeah, it's ooh, it's good. It's just gnarly.
1: Good thing number 2. This movie comes in at a cool, breezy 73 minutes.
2: Right? It, in Blow Up out.
1: <laughs> yeah, 90 minutes and under club all-timer. 73 minutes, it's the exact Perfect amount of time. You got no bullshit in your movie. Like, you got a bunch of exploding, a uh, setup, a bunch of exploding heads, a conclusion, credits. That's all you got.
2: Should I do number three? Uh, sure. I'm going to go with the fact that it has that analog video game factor. We've got a board game that's kind of in the early era of digital. It's got that LCD type thing, kind of like the very first uh, handheld Nintendo game. I don't know what it was called because I never got one. I believe John. it was called a Game Boy. Thank you. Uh, one of those ditties. And it's a board game that kills you. And then there's also a really cool animated sequence that I don't want to spoil, but has... Don't worry,
1: you spoil it later in the episode. I've already edited it. Oh, good. All
2: right. Full
1: spoilers on this one, guys. (laughs)
2: Has such the vibe.
1: So those are three good things, uh, three reasons we think you should check out Game of Death before we get into the rest of everything. Kim, what's keeping you creepy this week?
2: super exciting. We are heading down to New Orleans in just a few short days. We're going to the Overlook Film Festival. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, mostly pre-pandemic because we used to make the trek to New Orleans. We haven't for a while because of COVID. Been supplementing our Overlook love with their collaborations in the Nightstream Festival, which you may have participated in online. A bunch of festivals came together and did virtual events, which were super fun when we couldn't really get together in person. But now that things are a little bit safer. We're all vaccinated. We're heading back to New Orleans and I'm so excited. We are heading to Overlook in person. And even more exciting, we are a presenting sponsor.
1: Yeah, that's right. Nightmare on Film Street is presenting Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How fitting, right? The 1952 film uh, starring surprise, surprise, Bella Lugosi and surprise, surprise, a Brooklyn gorilla.
1: A real life Brooklyn gorilla. <laughs> It also has a video intro from Leonard and Jesse Malton, And I think if I remember the, the quote correctly on the website, it, uh, it's so bad that it makes Ed Wood's films look like Gone with the Wind. <laughs> We've never seen this crazy movie, but it's
2: funny because we were like, okay, we're sponsoring this movie. Maybe we should check it out beforehand. But absolutely I not. Want to see it with an audience, and I just want to experience that for the first time with them. So hopefully nobody asks us about it. I'm just gonna be like, it's great. It's so wild. Just come see it.
1: But yeah, if you're in the New Orleans area or you're you're interested in making the trek down, come hang out with us. Let's have a let's have a sazerac in the sun and let's watch some fucking spooky horror movies, guys.
2: Yes, we're gonna be there all weekend long checking out all the great films. We'll be doing coverage, of course, and talking about it on the show when we get back. You can follow our coverage at nofspodcast.com. Our special event, Bella Lugosi Meets a Brooklyn Gorilla, plays on Sunday at 1230 at the main theaters there. But as I said, we'll be there all weekend. So if you're there, hit us up. If you want to get tickets or passes or want to check out more of the films that are going to be featured at the festival, check out Overlook Film Festival at OverlookFilmFest.com.
1: Yeah, Peter Strickland's new movie's going to be there. The Black Phone's going to be there. They haven't fully announced everything. Anna Lily Amanpour's new movie's there.
2: Two weird little podcasters are going to be there. Hell
1: yeah, we are. we are drinking every Sazerac of the city. Stop <laughs> saying that! <laughs> Fine, we're drinking Hurricanes. Nobody's
2: going to want to talk to us. Do you remember that time we went and got Hurricanes and I fell asleep and didn't drink Mine at all, and I woke up next to a full ass hurricane, and I was like, Why did I do this?
1: Ah, uh, New Orleans. <laughs> Outside of film festival news, Alex Garland's men hit theaters over the weekend. Uh, And we saw it. And we saw it, yeah. we we, You know, like Firestarter, we had big plans of maybe recording a podcast about it for the Fiend Club, really diving in deep into the themes and what we thought. But like, hey, spoiler alert, not for us.
2: Yeah, and I kind of knew that going in just based on what I gathered from the trailer. And without spoiling the film, there isn't a whole lot more to the film apart from the really gorgeous visuals, which you kind of get in the trailer i i don't want to insult the movie and be like yeah it was just the trailer for an hour and a half but for me as somebody who is very um story focused and story is very important to me i felt a little left out of the party
1: sure i mean i i think there are things about that movie that you could definitely spend an entire evening talking about and mulling over with somebody afterward uh i it's honestly just not for me like it's yeah, not no, it's it not was, really my kind of movie it was
2: completely gorgeous but yeah very slow and subdued and i mean it does have some gnarly horror elements so if oh yeah if the you're,
1: finale's got some cool shit
2: yeah if you're going for some weird gory ass shit you're not going to be disappointed but on the other hand it's just a little I guess artsy-fartsy for me. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. very artsy-fartsy. If you
1: really if you really enjoyed Darren Aronofsky's mother. That's <laughs> mother? The, that's mm,
2: <laughs> no, It's got mother. an exclamation
1: mark on it. Mother! <laughs> if you really enjoyed Darren Aronofsky's mother, I think you'll really enjoy men. I think the, both of these movies will are probably- Are a great
2: pairing. Yeah. yeah,
1: that would make a really a, a double feature that I would not buy a ticket to, but a very fitting double feature. Yeah, Those I two... would
2: not buy a ticket to, Absolutely but a not. lot of people would. Yeah, I
1: th- <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm seeing plenty of people that are enjoying this movie online. I'm glad it's found its audience. Unfortunately, Kim and me, not the audience not for this movie. Not the audience.
2: The house was nice. I was like, oh, I would like to vacay there. I
1: would totally rent that va- and vacation And you're like, spot. oh, she's
2: got a Ford Fiesta? That's a bad car. We had that car. It was a bad car.
1: Surprise, surprise. Totals it by the end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we totaled ours. Hmm.
1: But hey, you know, new horror movie in the theater. If you're looking for something to watch, if you just want to get out of the goddamn house and you have zero interest in Top Gun, men's for you!
2: Yeah, and I'm sure this is, like, late on the boat because everybody's already seen it but us, but I hear Doctor Strange is, like, super horry.
1: so... I think we're going to see that at the drive-in this weekend. Yeah, I
2: think we're going to make the trek out, which is, a, a like, a very out-of-turn move for us. We don't really jump on the superhero bandwagon. I don't think I've seen any of the movies in this world.
1: No, but... I'm willing to put all of my superhero woes aside when you tell me it's directed by Sam Raimi. And there's so. a Bruce
2: Campbell appearance, so I'm uh, bought, ticket, sold. Yeah, I'll come. I I'll don't, check it
1: out of the drive-in. I'm going
2: to have no idea what's going on, but nope. I don't think I'm going to care.
1: I'm going to eat popcorn, and I'm going to wait for Gore to show up. It's going to be great. Love it. That's what's keeping us creepy this week. We'd love to hear what's keeping you creepy in between episodes of Nightmare on Film Street. Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on the Discord, you know where to get a hold of us. But let's get into our discussion about Game of Death. That's why we're here today. We're here to talk about fucking spooky board games that will fucking kill you. And no better board game than Game of Death.
2: Whoa, what the fuck? I
1: smoke
2: crack. That's ridiculous.
1: The good life, bitches. Seriously, guys, are we playing or not?
2: Has anyone ever played? The
1: game of death starts when the counter stops
0: at the number of kills that are needed to hey, win. Let's do this. <laughs> ah! It's real. It's real.
2: We need to kill 24 people to end the game.
1: Game of Death from 2017 is currently sitting at a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I also I also saw that RogerEbert.com gave it a half star in oh, wow. July of 2020.
2: Wow. I was going to say, I don't know if this film officially had a 2017 release.
1: No, 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 no. It was one of those ones that we saw at a film festival in 2017. Yeah, because
2: I remember recommending it to a bunch of people and then just never hearing when it came out. But it's it's on Shutter now, so you can watch it. I don't know when it landed on the platform. It, it kind of had like a really uh, a sneak release, I guess. I haven't heard a lot of buzz about it, but... I would definitely recommend this film to anybody who's into like special effects because it's got oh, some yeah. serious shit happening in it.
1: That's the thing. You should be able to have two scores when you rate something. You're like, Oh, overall it's this, but one specific thing about this makes it a five star. Like what's the rating on that? Right?
2: Yeah. It's Cause, it's, cause, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. It's like, Oh, the dialogue is
1: there. And like these characters, some of them are weird, <laughs> and, <laughs> but Oh, Oh, does it have some fucking
2: incredible practical effects? Yeah, and it's such a hard movie to talk about because tonally I don't think this movie is kind of either our bag naturally. It's very mumble gore, but in that millennials are holier than thou kind of way. Like I would say it's it's more akin to skins, that UK series or euphoria sure. than it is scream.
1: Yeah, it's it has that vibe of, oh, these are like Brett Easton Ellis characters, but in 2020.
2: Yeah, super apathetic teenagers yeah. who you wouldn't like on a non-murderous rampage day.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just too bleak, like every, nothing matters, let's just get do drugs and have sex until the sun explodes. Which, you know, honestly, it's a vibe we all ride for at least a summer. Yeah,
2: I wish I could have that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Too much anxiety for that. <laughs> the, the other thing about this
1: movie that's just fucking mwah, 73 minutes long. How do you beat that?
2: Yeah, when they're like, oh, this is the final stage. Like, I Are you at sure? My, <laughs> I looked at my watch. I was like, Really? This is a this is a final stage. You guys got like 17 kills left on that countdown. Goddamn! Uh They made quick work of it, though. Yeah, man.
1: Even if you don't love a movie that's 73 minutes, it's impossible not to just appreciate that it's 73 minutes. Fuck. Everybody's all like, "Oh, we gotta normalize 90 minute horror," and I agree. But it's only 90
2: minutes or less horror. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> so I, I'm saying we gotta we gotta normalize. We gotta bring back the 90 minute horror movie. So we can push it to 73 (laughs) minutes. Bam, that's what we need.
2: Yeah, well, and and it works really well for this film too because it's a pretty simple premise. Yeah, what is there to it? (laughs) But it's also executed very swiftly. Within the first 10 minutes of discovering the game, two of our seven characters are already dead. Yeah. So the clock is fucking ticking, and it goes fucking fast.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, hell, within the first 10 minutes of this movie, multiple characters are having sex. Somebody jerks off beside a gun. You find a deadly board game. People are doing drugs. You get everything in the learn first 10 manatees. minutes. Learn about manatees. Yeah, we learn about manatees. What is up with that?
2: I don't know. I was going to ask you. I was uh, like, do you have a no, m- a there's... metaphor for what no, the I... manatees mean? No, I,
1: I think it's just absurd. And like, is I it because you... they're
2: gentle giants? Oh. Oh, there's that
1: you could argue and teenagers
2: are the complete opposite like violent minions
1: <laughs> okay look we're we're getting we're getting lost in the weeds a little bit surely a lot of people a handful of people listening to this have not seen this movie that's true it's super easy to sum up though and y- and you'll be a hundred percent caught up on everything we've said <laughs> some kids find a board game it's kind of like jumanji they put their fingers on a skull. jumanji
2: meets that weird shot game you know where like everybody had a there was like a circle and a round of shot glasses and you had the goal was to like punish the people that were next to you. Yeah. It's like that, but with murder.
1: Perfect blend of those two things, plus exploding <laughs> heads. Uh, you put your finger on a skull, it takes your blood sample, it spits out a random number and you have to kill that many people before the timer runs out or you all die one by one. That's the movie. That's all you need to know. You probably got that from the title alone, <laughs> but just so we're all on the same page, that's what we're fucking talking about. And every once in a while, we cut to a TV that like, everybody in town is watching the same National Geographic special on, on Manatees.
2: Yeah, and if if you have any theories as to what it means, if it means anything, I would love to hear them. Well...
1: Uh I I don't think it's like a big theory. I think it's just something silly and absurd. And I think if if you want to to pull any meaning from it, I think it's that life is absurd.
2: Yeah, I I get the whole kind of point of this movie is is a nihilistic one in that nothing matters. So mass murder is just the same as suicide, is just the same as hanging out at a summer home for the day. Isn't it
1: so French? Like <sighs> Ah, uh, what is life but a game of death? <laughs> right, like ev- everything about it. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird that in seventy minutes we also get like there's there's barely enough time for character explanation, but by the end of the movie we get a full ass monologue about like huh. I understand now the nature of existence. Like what? (laughs) Yeah,
2: all we know is that one guy is a pizza delivery driver and then a brother sister duo are far too close.
1: Way too fucking close. (laughs) And it's not like it's a like a well or like a bad, poorly kept secret. Everybody all of their friends are like, yeah, these two fuck. Like (laughs) these brother and sister, they fuck.
2: There's a full on lap
1: dance between that brother and sister. It's so weird. In front of everybody. It's
2: so weird. I don't get it. And it's mirrored with like so it's it mm, <laughs> I, the problem is is that yeah i'm kind of of the belief that nothing means anything in this movie so that sequence where there's this incesty you know sexual taboo happening while a societally accepted couple are also having a sexual experience and then they're cut together so you're cutting back and forth between one or the other and i think it's purely to make the audience feel uncomfortable but also that it's just like What's the difference? even and then I'm not saying that I'm not moving <laughs> yeah, that. like I do not fly with incest, yeah, but yeah, like, fuck, what is, like what? I don't understand.
1: I have no fucking idea. I don't think it brings anything to the movie. I don't know that it makes them like more interesting characters, but they fucking did it.
2: Uh, I guess that it's kind of like they're already outside of society and questioning what's right and what's wrong. Because they. Teenagers. Well, yeah, because they have that like forbidden connection. Gross. Um, But it turns them into a Bonnie and Clyde duo when they go off on their spree together. And I dig their spree ness. I just wish they weren't fucking related.
1: Yeah, it's gross. It's weird. They're just nuts, though, right? Like those two. Like they were gonna go. on They were a rampage. waiting for
2: an excuse to to mass murder people. Yeah,
1: yeah I get that vibe from the beginning.
2: <laughs> been, like everybody in he the group was is so weird. ready to murder people. He brought
1: a gun to a backyard party,
2: <laughs> backyard barbecue. He's backing his backpack. He's like, okay, sunblock, uh, swimming trunks, gun with gun with, with endless bullets.
1: <laughs> yeah, at no point do we ever see him reload. Who cares? The game, though. The reason we're here today is so fucking good. Oh, no,
2: I love it. The it's game's amazing. The perfect era of board gamery. It's got yeah. that early NES pixelated Hell yeah. LCD screen almost. And why almost? It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's super camp. I love it.
1: Yeah, I the the greatest part about it is that the game exists. 100%. Some I mean like at least one copy of the game exists. Man, don't you wish this movie took there's no fucking way this movie would have ever taken off and like been a fucking blockbuster hit, but like don't you wish it was so you could buy that game? Well, the
2: only thing is that the game is completely unplayable. There's no components to it. They like, would
1: have invented some for the physical home Maybe release. just a
2: drinking game. It, oh, sure. I guess it would be. It's like you count down and then the the skull who's in front of you lights up and then you have to do a shot like that game I'm telling you about you know the shot <laughs> I know a game you're talking about yeah yeah I guess that that's the only thing you could because there's no it's not Jumanji like you can't do a you know how they sell like oh it's Jumanji and you're like oh this is just fucking sorry
1: yeah also it,
2: rhino <laughs>
1: it's, it's totally their fault for not reading the instructions fully before starting
2: they did read them they're like no nah, murderer be murder they're like ha 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 <laughs> let's play
1: <laughs> well no but they, they read the instructions as they were going through the game, and then they got to the end where it's like, "Yes, once the game has started, you cannot stop. You have to murder people." Like, "Oh shit!" Well, I guess we should have maybe known that before we all decided to put our blood into this game. <laughs> First head explosion is great. Honestly, all the head explosions, all of are the great. head
2: explosions are great. And I think maybe what's the most exciting thing about them because we're here on the pod, we're very mm-hmm. big head explosion experts. Love
1: it. Love uh, a head
2: explosion. Uh, I'm not an expert, but I really <laughs> enjoyed that the heads bubbled before they exploded. Oh yeah. I was reading some interviews with the director and and how the sfx team achieved that is that they made casts of all the actors heads okay and they were literally with straws these like cast forms yeah. blowing into them so it was like air bubbling <laughs> of the material so they were literally blowing up the heads
1: that's rad yeah. I, I hope those SFX artists weren't like huge chain smokers <laughs> so you're just getting this mask that's surrounding your face filled with secondhand smoke <laughs> oh
2: my god
1: it looks great it looks awesome and the corpses so many corpses in this movie I'd say 80% of the budget of this movie went toward corpses baby
2: oh and the corpses are gorgeous amazing Amazing. My absolute favorite corpse is Ashley with the French braids in the back of the pizza car. She oh, yeah. explodes off screen, sort of. We don't see her full explosion, but man, do we see the aftermath? Yeah. And it's a fully split open head. It's great. With shoulders and, and like her bathing suit and her whole, her whole body is still sitting in the car, but her head is just like a massacre. Love and it. it sits there basically for the duration of the ride. Yeah,
1: they, they pretend like it's not even there.
2: So good she
1: pulp fictions over the back seat and then she's just like this disgusting gooey mess hanging out the whole time still yeah. game still in hand right
2: and that's what's so fun, too, about the head explosions is that we don't really understand how the counter works. It don't just, need to. It just decides <laughs> you're out of time and then explodes somebody if they haven't murdered someone. Yeah. And so it almost feels like those games, you know, where you would get an electrocution, where you'd, like the thing would go around. Oh, sure. And you hit the buzzer. You but played
1: it, dangerous games as a kid. I
2: didn't like that game. But it <laughs> would give you, like, a tiny little shock, but you never knew when it was coming. And this is kind of like that, but with your head exploding. Yeah. Which is... Fucking scary. Your friend's head is just like bubbling beside you, and you're like, mm, should I murder somebody or should I let this happen? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, like the death. You never know. It could be around any corner. Second best practical effects of the movie is that dude that gets cut in half with a car. You remember, like the hitchhiker oh. or the, the the jogger?
2: I love outside intestines. I'm sure we've established this. Outside oh, intestines yeah. are where it's at. <laughs> Anytime
1: somebody is like grabbing at their stomach, and like their legs are eight feet away, and there's a bunch of tendrils hanging out, and they're like,
2: "What happened?" Yeah, normally Great. you gotta watch a zombie movie to get some outside insides. <laughs> yeah, they love to explore the gastro tract. They're like mm, spleen, stomach, <laughs> entrails, colon.
1: Not sure what this is. Do Keeping not bite into later. the colon. <laughs> Pro tip,
2: future zombies. Just do not bite into that.
1: I, you always see that in movies, right? Where, like, especially like Day of the Dead, where like they rip out fucking intestines and take a bite. It's like, that's the one thing I wouldn't be biting into.
2: I honestly think I learned that from a shark movie where they were like trying to do um, an autopsy on a shark and somebody cut the colon and they're like, oh, dear God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you cut from the other end?
2: <laughs> do not cut the colon.
1: Uh, the greatest thing about that scene, too, is that we are outside on the road it's probably in a studio somewhere i'm guessing or it's green screen so we can't see his fucking legs but like usually you see that in a interior setting where yeah
2: because they can make like a fake floor yeah. and half of your character is you know doing that magic trick where the sword can't pierce them because they're technically under the table which is too thick but not too thick but it's weird paneling i don't know
1: angles baby Mo- yeah movie magic <laughs>
2: we're like where you like you know how there's a platform underneath the muppets that's the thing <laughs> yeah yeah i honestly was thinking about that too when we watched that scene because there's a full-out overhead shot yeah. of this guy separated in two connected by a few pieces of intestine and the top half of him is still moving around very responsive <laughs> yeah. does not know the bottom half isn't there
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a that's a rough way to go
2: what do you think is worse? Exploding head or death by while and out teenager?
1: ooh well, in this movie, the exploding heads aren't fast, like you really know it's coming and it looks it looks seems like, like it you hurts. just get
2: a splitting headache for like thirty seconds. You I mean, can do anything for thirty seconds. That's what my trainer says on my treadmill okay. <laughs>
1: You can you can take this mountain, you can have your head exploded, just put your mind to it. Yeah,
2: thirty seconds, you got this. Yeah, if you if
1: you just if you dream it, then you Teamwork can be, makes
2: the dream work. Teamwork uh. makes the dream work. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Uh yeah, I guess if I had to choose, I would rather have my head exploded. I don't know. Something about getting murdered by a complete stranger for no reason would just, like, I don't want to die with those many questions. I'm not going to get them answered.
2: Yeah, you do know, though, like, I mean, I guess you don't know because you don't really understand that they're playing a game of death. But yeah. the benefit to being murdered by a stranger is that they're on a timer, so they're, they they got to do something quick and efficient. Like, you know, puncturing you with a saline bag pole or shooting you with one of the many bullets they brought on this trip. <laughs>
1: one of the many bullets. <laughs> Hmm, Shit, there was a question I was going to ask you. I don't remember now. Fuck.
2: Would I play the game of death? No,
1: absolutely not. Of course not.
2: <laughs> I guess, mm, but uh, that's not true though. Because if, if if
1: if somebody pulled that fucking game out of an attic, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'd be let's like, play fuckers, this. get your
2: hand on the yeah, board, <laughs> right? Yeah, I,
1: I'm putting on two. <laughs>
2: It just looks so fun.
1: It's a great looking, and it's game. cute
2: little face when somebody dies. It's like me.
1: And it, it fucking it takes your blood, and then like a, the blood just like trails down toward the center console. Yeah,
2: and it does something like spooky with it in there. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand though because they don't ever try to like pry open the board game. Somebody breaks a baseball bat on it,
1: and, and that's it. Is They're there like, a
2: battery compartment?
1: It's indestructible. <laughs> does
2: it have batteries? It looks like it should. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know it's evil because it's a video game that no one's, a board game slash video game that no one has played for 30 years and it still works. Like, if you don't have to order a new set of, like, weird batteries that no one has anymore in their house off Amazon, then it's evil.
2: <laughs> one of my board games when I was a kid, it was it was Operation. I left those double D batteries in there. Oh. Are there double D batteries? D batteries.
1: Can you imagine? Like, the, <laughs> the biggest fucking batteries you can find in order to electrocute these kids? Love it. Um,
2: They had... Ex- The acid had leaked out. Oh, sure. Because who had a box for Operation? I didn't. It was just sitting among the board games. Mm -hmm. I had to throw, like, three board games. Oh, wow. the acid went everywhere. Goddamn. Yeah.
1: It corroded and just kept spreading. It
2: was, like, an acid fest. Really? Yeah. It was very sad.
1: That's crazy. I
2: hate to throw out a board game. Even a game of death. We. (laughs) Speaking of which, Operation is a terrifying game. It electrocutes you. You, You're lying. You totally had an electrocute you game. Yeah, operation. I had operation. yeah. That's sadistic. I didn't have this other that game. That is a sadistic about. game. I will. I, You know what? It's probably why I never became a doctor.
1: <laughs> that's what stopped you? <laughs> like, I was never able to reach my full potential because I got zapped one time. Fuck
2: that wishbone.
1: <laughs> I would love. Man, that's a series of. I'm that sorry, I'd
2: love sir. We cannot repair your apple on a knee. <laughs>
1: I would love a series of, like, a web series of people just interviewing doctors about the, with their childhood memories of playing Operation. <laughs> like, absolute, Especially, like, doctors that have no sense of humor.
2: This is maybe an obscure question. Did you have any spooky or scary board games growing up?
1: Spooky or scary board games. Um...
2: Like, did you ever play Nightmare or... Um...
1: Played it at like a friend's house. Didn't own it.
2: I played it at a friend's house too, and that's, yeah. I think that made it even better because it was spookier. Like Hell yeah. um, my, it actually wasn't even a friend. It was like my neighbor who was my sister's age. So like it was very fucking cool for me to be at my in my neighbor's basement okay. playing this fucking game.
1: You're part of the elite, club. yeah?
2: Because like she didn't talk to me.
1: No, <laughs> they just needed a new warm body for Nightmare.
2: <laughs> They're like, oh, it needs four players. Oh, fuck, fuck, get the youngins. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I only played it once as a kid, and I like chased that high my whole life, and now I have like four copies of it. I
1: know I didn't play it a whole lot either, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. And the problem is, like the friends that had it, we're not even talking about the movie anymore. It's, the, we're talking
2: about games of death.
1: The friends that had that game got sick of it fast because they played and never it all,
2: fucking wanted and then to play. Never it.
1: wanted to play. and You're just like, why am I even sleeping over right now? <laughs> I, o- I only came to play Nightmare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god i also had 13 dead end drive growing up yeah that's which was one. very fucking fun except the chandelier never dropped properly probably why they made a sequel 13 13 dead end drive which i own now
1: yeah I've heard a lot of people complain about that chandelier
2: clue fucking clue is spooky clue's a good one um, i
1: hated it as a kid
2: i you know i hate traditional clue but i have introduced you to the vhs clue and one. it is the most amazing clue ever
1: yeah it's like nightmare except not not horror
2: yeah murder it, mystery Literally like clue the movie with Tim Curry. It's kind of it's like as it. good, John. It's as, as good. fucking good. We should do the clue VHS on the podcast.
1: I mean that's an idea. But yeah, but it's, that's it's sacrilege. It's
2: fun. You have to like deduce who the murderer is based on things in the scene, and you watch scenes from. This pseudo story where everybody's just being shifty eyed and Colonel Mustard's trying to poison people. And I'm sorry.
1: No, it's fun. Are
2: you are you not vibing with my spooky board game chat?
1: I just don't know that it's something that other people can relate to. I think if we talked about Nightmare for an hour and a half, everybody would be cool with it. (laughs) Clue? Little on the fringe.
2: I don't think it is.
1: The VHS clue hmm okay well for the value village for like the thrift shop it has shop a sequel john
2: there. it has a sequel
1: yeah when we own that sequel they go to
2: hawaii <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere somewhere tropical
1: shout out to our friends pat and steph for giving us that sequel when we saw them on our last road trip Woo! <laughs> uh this movie's weird this movie's wild it's super short love that and it's got i don't know eight exploding heads in it you're lucky if you get one every 10 movies
2: don't you feel really sad, though, um, when they kill the forest ranger lady?
1: Of course. Marilyn didn't deserve it.
2: She's so sing What's Wilson
1: going to do? She's got a dog with a cone on its head at home right now, and there's no one there to take care of
2: it. Oh, when she was singing to it through her cop radio. Right? Mm.
1: Wilson had the biggest fucking tongue. We're talking about everything but the actual plot of this movie.
2: <laughs> it's part of the plot. I th- okay. Her death is supposed to signify, like... Guilt or shame to the audience, right? Because we get a window of of who she is before she stumbles upon this teenage massacre. That's a
1: great question. I don't know. I have no goddamn idea. I guess we're supposed to feel it a little more. We're supposed to be talking
2: about. We're both like, (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, it's just it just it, it didn't really occur to me until this moment that yeah, it is a little weird that we follow her for a little while. Uh, i like- I like her as a character because she's she's like the Fargo cop where you realize far too late that the warm pleasant oh gosh jolly nature of who she is is part of her method of being a detective she's just nothing but polite to these people for no reason uh and and How they react to her sort of like Midwestern hospitality, despite them being covered in blood, is how she's sort of able to deduce. Something's who they are off. as people yeah, yeah but she, she definitely does that with everybody uh like like Betty white used to say like you, how you see people act around animals is who they really are like how she sees people act around her gosh jolly leave it to beaverness is how she sees who they really are
2: yeah because there's a there's a moment where she's starting to walk away from them she's like oh you guys have a good day and she basically like says goodbye to her dog in the radio <laughs> when she turns around to re-engage them like she at that point she already knows something things off with oh, yeah. these people definitely, and then somebody's head explodes and she's like what the fuck is happening good for
1: her the fucking forest ranger in this movie is a better cop than any of the cops <laughs> although i will say i l- i love at the end of this movie the very very end of this movie after everybody's dead and the you know the, the, we've got a final girl uh the cops are it's we've we've shot ahead it's christmas now and the cops are doing a secret santa with shit left over from the evidence locker <laughs>
2: Which I love.
1: I would love to believe that that's real, (laughs) that they do that. Like, well, this stuff's all marked for garbage, but it's Christmas, so let's just wrap it up and give it to each other.
2: It's almost on board with the nihilism of the movie, just that the cops are like, well, fuck it, you can have this toolbox full of cocaine.
1: Yeah, oh, no, 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 the toolbox is like, ah, this is from the Riverside murders, I remember that. You're like, what? You're just going to give out a serial killer's tackle box? (laughs) You're not even going to list it
2: on eBay? You could still have cocaine.
1: (laughs) It's possible, yeah. The fucking sheriff or teeth,
2: just baby teeth. Oh my
1: god, can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> the fucking sheriff who opens the game of death is like, ah, oh, remember this? Hey, you guys were there when we arrested these kids, right? Yeah, anybody want to play? And the camera is slowly like zooming in on the game. It is still crusted with blood.
2: Nobody cleaned it. <laughs> no, not at
1: all. No attempt. <laughs> didn't run it under a tap, didn't give it a wipe. And he is fine with that. He's like, you know what? Let's go.
2: <laughs> it went straight out of the evidence bag into some gift wrap. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. You really... know,
2: a cop version of Game of Death would be really fucking fun.
1: I was thinking about that. I'm just like, wow, this is could have come out later and it would have hit really well.
2: Because there's so many people in and out of a precinct that police could argue might deserve death. Oh, fuck and it. They also, just turn the body
1: cam off and go pull a few people over.
2: And also just like the fucking access to weaponry they have. like Hell yeah. It would turn into a shoot up Video game, yeah, especially if the maybe because of their profession, like the number would be really fucking high.
1: I think the number is actually based on how many people are playing. I think if you've got, there's no way you get twenty four if there's only two people go but going in on it this, right? It does like a
2: blood work analysis. Maybe it can tell that they're police officers and they have lots of lots of guns. Wow,
1: I don't know if that thing has enough space for three digits, but surely, yeah, they're probably gonna get a lot. It does analyze their blood, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's
2: supernatural. I think inside yeah, the game of death, it's empty.
1: It has to be supernatural. There's no, it's not like there's a scout that hangs out with the game that like presses a button and the <laughs> heads explode. Like it's purely the game that's doing this. There's no answers. I love that this movie skips that whole 40 minute chunk where they would, like, and if this was a studio movie, those kids, two of them would have gone off to go kill a bunch of people at a hospital like they do in the film. Mm-hmm. And the other two would have like left to go like, We got to get to the bottom of where this game came from. We got to find out who made it. Oh, my God. And they find a guy who's like, ah, I remember the game of death. Somebody hired me to design it. Super mysterious fellow. Never met him in person. Paid only in cash.
2: Or no, (laughs) they would find, like, the last survivor of the game of death. It would be like Final Destination 2 when they find Allie Larder. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I remember when I cheated death. (laughs) (laughs) some called it a game I called it a nightmare yeah and then (laughs)
1: boldened with the new knowledge that they have from their second act library they kill their friends they kill their friends just like they did here so whatever
2: yeah we do need to talk about Maybe the the second best thing. So the first best thing is the fucking special effects, the practical Absolutely. effects.
1: Can't beat second it. Second
2: best thing is the animation sequence when the brother-sister duo oh, go yeah. spree in the hospital. Because it's like 18
1: different f- styles of animation. It's
2: so fucking fun.
1: Yeah, I love it.
2: You don't spend more than three seconds on a single art style, Mm-mm. and it's a great way to keep your film indie while having a murder massacre in a hospital yeah
1: yeah it's also just like at some point i think you needed it i have zero memory of any of the animated sequences surely to god that montage was always there i don't know how they this movie would exist without it Mm -hmm. but there's a there's like an eight-bit intro at the beginning of the movie that neither of us. yeah i did not remember that don't remember that whatsoever but it's, it's great. It's like you, you, you get to see a movie that a movie montage that is sort of riffing off a bunch of 8-bit video games that you used to love growing up.
2: Yeah. And it also provides like a little bit of humor and levity in a movie that's really even note if that's a way like like it doesn't have a lot of rises and falls. I wouldn't call it a roller coaster ride. I would just no. say that you're on board a spree.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome
2: to the Game of Death train. Please keep your hands and arms inside. We will not go more than 10 miles per hour
1: the other the other thing that's really good about this movie actually two quick things one uh the first person that the crazy brother with the gun kills Uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was basically... I think he's pointing a gun at somebody, and the guy's just like, Hey, man, stop playing around. He's like, I'm not playing around. I'm playing the game of death. And boom, shoots him. It's great. It's like 100% written for the trailer, but I fucking loved it. Uh, And then the other thing... It's just
2: more proof that he was way on board way too early. Way
1: too quick. Way, way, way too quick. Also, everybody gets bored of the game and leaves, but the brother and sister just sit there looking at the dial, going like, hmm... What of this game? <laughs> and then, as soon as people start dying, they they figure it out pretty quick, and they're they're ready to get going. Uh, I I liked the like found footagey type. Stuff like occasionally we get uh cell phone footage or body cam footage or I, even I think one of the joggers has a GoPro on her hat. Like mm-hmm. and that we we go into that when she's being killed by the brother and sister.
2: That felt really dark when when they're trying to like yeah shoot her close range like that with yeah. the, with the found footage camera. Yeah, you're just like oh yeah because he's
1: he's trying to like talk her into it. Like no, you can totally do it, and she can't fucking go anywhere because I think they've they've already shot her at least once and she's kind of like hobbled away. Uh, When they get to the palliative care center before they go in and start doing their massacre, this movie's got two or three really good long takes that just sort of like pull in throughout the whole scene. Uh, and when they get to the the palliative care center, it's like towards sundown, and he's talking to her, and he, the the brother and sister are talking to each other, and he gives her the gun. He's like, "You can do this." Blah, blah blah blah. I love you. And like by the time we get to like all that weird "I love you" stuff,
2: where they're making out, where they're making out,
1: we're like real close on their face, so they're kind of like silhouetted in like the night sky, and it's like this is out like this is like some Nicholas Winding Refn shit, like from Drive or Neon Demon. Like I was like, this actually looks very good. Uh, if you, you can forget that they're brother and sister (laughs) it
2: did have a really chill mellow synth score which i was like i don't know if this is the vibe for exploding heads (laughs) it's a
1: it's a weird movie
2: yeah yeah
1: like i wish that they i hope that they're gonna do another movie just because like they they very clearly are a little different (laughs) than other indie filmmakers and they their approach to practical effects is awesome um this doesn't necessarily factor into my appreciation of it, but like fucking Canadian content, baby.
2: Are they Canadian?
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it's a Quebec movie. It's from oh. Montreal, yeah. Cool. It's weird to be like, y'all, Canadian content, what's up? Y'all love this movie with the
2: with weird with brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, but the fucking concept, like Game of Death with so a great. literal board game. How do you not, if this was the era of Blockbuster, every single person listening to this podcast, if they saw Game of Death and, on the, a cover, VHS cover? and the cover was a retro board game, yeah. I would be like, mom, rent this for me. Yeah,
1: and you know what? You don't even have to spend money on it. You can quote unquote rent it right now. From Shutter, the fucking cover looks great. Again, seventy three minutes, great practical effects. Weird brother and sister, you should totally check this movie out.
2: If you haven't watched it yet, I would recommend walk- watching this at like four a.m. You can't sleep, and you're like kind of in a weird, semi delirious mood. Yeah, this is the perfect movie for that. Because you're be just good. like, what the fuck am I watching?
1: Yeah, it's a great <laughs> Midnight Madness movie.
2: Yeah, do you want to do ratings?
1: Sure. What's your rating?
2: I'm going to give Game of Death a two and a half out of four.
1: I'm also a two and a half out of four. Yeah. It's like, we didn't even talk about how weird that fucking like monologue was at the end of the movie. She's like, I, didn't. I understand it now. <laughs> oh, like life is a blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh, like, through <laughs> the cosmos and this and that. And it's like, she didn't even say life is a game of death. Like It seemed like that's what she was She's leading towards. Like, say toward. the line. Yeah, just fucking say it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I honestly I kind of like flipped it off, and I was just like eh, teenagers. <laughs> Man, I can't even
1: remember. Like the, the problem is, like, one thing she said was really good, and then the rest of it was junk. It was and now like I don't word even remember. Salad. Yeah, it was a hundred percent word salad. Oh, Maybe wow. it just
2: didn't translate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I
2: don't or know. she was just a teenager trying to find like nothing means anything, and and death is coming for us all and why don't we just explode our heads and...
1: Oh, that was the... Uh, oh, that was... Uh, <laughs> now I remember what it is. The death, isn't, death isn't the end. Death is the bonus level. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like this. This so is So why are you
2: ending this with suicide?
1: <laughs> that's what it seemed like you could have led yeah, to end, right? because she
2: kills the pizza guy.
1: That's Well, that's how I think maybe she doesn't feel bad about it. It's broken her reality a little bit and, like, she can, she can justify it and she can feel okay about it because she isn't killing them. They're not dead and gone. On forever they're going to the
2: bonus level yeah but then she says you can't win you can only die and you're like she says a lot
1: of things <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> yeah <But> teenagers yeah. <laughs> right
1: yeah two and a half out of four from the both of us this is a perfectly serviceable indie movie with incredible practical effects oh, like
2: practical effects are four out of fucking four
1: absolutely But that's just our opinion, guys. Let us know what you thought of this weird fucking indie movie. Don't hold it against Canada. Please come visit. (laughs) (laughs) And you can hit us up on Twitter at nofspodcast.com in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at discord.com slash nofspodcast.
2: You Twittered us at dot com, but that's fine.
1: I'm becoming an old man who doesn't understand social media. Yeah, go to Twitter, Google Nightmare on Film Street, you'll find us.
2: If you're a fan of the podcast, please give us a five-star rating or review uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us get the show in front of more fiends,
1: or get real old school about it. Recommend it to a friend in real life. Ooh, Ooh talk not nice. To Don't like that. <laughs> oh, anxiety. But worth it because we're your favorite podcast. Please help us grow the horde. Share the podcast with somebody that you think would enjoy it, and please join us again next week where we'll be talking about more horror movies. I would think. I think that we're we're planning on, on talking about horror movies next I week, think right? So okay, yeah. good. Well, until then, I'm John.
2: I'm Kim. Stay creepy.
0: It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.
1: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.